The payments industry is undergoing big changes that have a big impact on the global economy. Payments lie at the heart of commerce and the digital economy with a market size of around $240 trillion. How people are paying for products and services in a digital world is constantly evolving. In 2022, nearly 9 in 10 Americans were using some form of digital payments. That's pretty mind-blowing. And it can make or break an online sale. Fraud losses globally run around $28 billion. That's expected to rise to $49 billion by 2030. I'm Tom Parker, and welcome to the Next 5 podcast, brought to you by the FT Partner Studio. In this series, we ask industry experts about how their world will change in the next five years and the impact it will have on our day-to-day. In this episode, we'll explore the future of online retail and payments in a digital world, how consumers are paying for products and services, and how businesses are navigating the payment space to build resilience, retain, and gain customers. The world is online. We're in the fourth industrial revolution where digitization is taking center stage in every industry. The payments landscape has come a long way in the last few years already. Growth in digital payments over cash has been spurred on by the pandemic, a strong e-commerce market, government support, and investor sentiment. Tim Cook, on launching Apple Pay nearly a decade ago, said, you may have blinked and missed it. It's true, the rate of change in the industry is staggering, Blink, and you will miss it. The payments industry is going through a period of radical transformation with profound changes occurring across the sector. This is Anna Gansk, partner and UK payments leader at EY. And fundamentally, payments lie at the heart of commerce and the digital economy with a market size of around $240 trillion. We have seen a boost of innovation and new propositions that are redefining the payments landscape, empowering connected commerce while offering consumer choice that we have never seen before. In terms of key trends that we're seeing, fundamentally, it's the rise of real-time payments, it's a lot of focus on cross-border payments, but it's also open banking, unlocking the rise of account-to-account payments and pay-by-bank option. We're seeing a new payment method, which is buy now, pay later, and digital wallets are going mainstream. Equally, we're seeing embedded payments are becoming a very prominent and significant trend where merchants are embedding payments into specific customer journeys. And we're seeing the emergence of digital currencies together with central bank digital currencies. And clearly, payments are becoming a critical business enabler. They are becoming the growth driver for the firm, but also a source of strategic differentiation. Historically, payments would sit within the CFO treasury function because it's all around cash management, liquidity. But now what we're seeing is that as payments are being embedded across specific customer journeys, payments are becoming part of the product commercial discussions, but also technology. So payments are part of the storefront experience of the e-commerce experience, and therefore all product and business commercial teams need to embrace and understand the role of payments within that context. And overall, payments modernization agenda is becoming top of mind. Today, one-fifth of retail sales are from e-commerce. It's never been more important for businesses to align themselves with the needs of their customers online. The future of shopping will be determined by a seamless payment experience with the customer journey 
making or breaking an online sale. What importance, therefore, do payments have in the digital e-commerce landscape and what are the challenges and opportunities? I would start by clarifying that payments play a a really foundational role in enabling e-commerce. This is Amfriti Mittal, VP and General Manager of Payments at eBay. And so per person research, global share of mobile e-commerce exceeded that of desktop commerce in 2021. In 2022, nearly 9 in 10 Americans were using some form of digital payments. That's pretty mind-blowing. That's very different than the world that we knew several years ago. And so while the pandemic has accelerated this change, the shift in consumer behavior has been pretty permanent, if you will. And so consumers have become much more comfortable with digital payments, and it's become more and more mainstream. So thinking about a sale, whether it's online or if it's offline, it is not complete unless the value exchange really happens. And the value exchanges is the buyer paying the seller. And thus payments will continue to play a really important role in fueling e-commerce over the years to come. And so in terms of challenges and opportunities, it's really two sides of the same coin. Number one, ensuring the experience communicates trust and safety. That's really foundational. And while we often think about the customer experience and the form factor as important to consumers, when it comes to payments on money, trust is everything. And this is broader than checkout. So it encompasses everything from identity verification, multi-factor authentication for certain transactions to shipping to post-purchase experiences and, and managing fraud as well. Number two, ensuring the experience is grounded in the customer's context and it feels personalized and relevant to them. And what a terrific time to, to be uh, you know, exploring this, this space uh, when you have all these advancements happening with AI, machine learning, et cetera, where you have the technological wherewithal to create experiences that truly feel unique and truly feel like they're speaking to to the one customer that they're engaging with. And then finally, number three, I would say, I think this is where the bar can truly be raised, which is how do you create a magical customer experience, which is frictionless and delightful, and at the same time is, is making sure that it is really welcoming. One thing Avriti mentioned there is the importance of managing fraud, because when it comes to payments, trust is everything. Unfortunately, we continue to see a a rise in fraudulent transactions. That's expected to really increase through the next decade. This is Mark Pettikin, head of Barclaycard Payments. If you look at the stats, it suggested that fraud losses globally ran around $28 billion. That's expected to rise to $49 billion by 2030, which just sort of demonstrates that our customers, you know, need to keep preventing fraud at the forefront of their mind, but at the same time, not creating consumer journeys that create a lot of friction in the process. It would be very easy to see cart abandonment if you make a process too elongated, too complicated, etc. So you have to remain very focused on customer experience, but also protecting yourself from a fraud perspective. Alas, nearly 70% of online shopping carts are abandoned, one-fifth of which are down to a complicated checkout process. E-commerce stores lose $18 million due to cart abandonment. So Mark, how do seamless payment systems help reduce cart abandonment? Cart abandonment is a material issue and you can quickly turn off your consumer if you create friction. 
one of the things that, that people need to really think about is sort of tokenization. So this whole how when you go to a point of sale device or if you're on an online transaction, you know, that sort of one, two click checkout capability, perhaps using biometrics, but effectively where your card is embedded either on file with the merchant or you're using some kind of digital wallet, think Apple Pay or Google Pay, where effectively you not only you're authenticating yourself, but you're also some some level of transfer of data across whether that be your address, the delivery address, etc. But it makes it very easy for you to purchase, but you're using tokenized data, which enables there to be a high level of security for the merchant and prevents future fraud losses. Ultimately, if you get that right, it can really help with all kinds of different purchase types. So think subscriptions, having to enter your details in every month for a subscription would be a pretty frustrating journey. You want to be able to, as a consumer, put your details in once and then know you're going to get your subscription on a month-by-month basis, but ultimately know that you're protected as a consumer, but also the merchant is protected going forward. Avriti, your thoughts? The card and checkout experiences tend to be a goldmine for e-commerce in general because there's such an opportunity to mine the data and insights, customer behavior insights, and that part of the experience to drive conversion. In terms of stats and high-level insights, I would say cart abandonment in general can be a result of various factors. Number one, maybe I would start with value. So let's say you see an item and you're interested in buying it, you add it to your cart, And by the time you get to the checkout experience, the total cost of the item after including shipping taxes into account is much higher than the item price itself. And so in those instances, ensuring transparency and managing expectations throughout the customer journey really can go a long way so that at the end of the experience, the rubber meets the road moment, they don't have this allergic reaction when they look at the total as well as offering payments that give the user the flexibility to pay over time can help. So that's more on the value side. In terms of the experience, this is where you use the word clunky. The experience when it's clunky or complex, or it might have too many steps, at every step, or if you will, at every click, you run the risk of losing the customer. And so, for example, things such as the user is ready to make the transaction, but then we suddenly force them to create an account before they can make the purchase. Guest experiences can be very helpful here. I would also call out that a clean, clutter-free checkout and card experience can be very valuable. And then number three, trust is incredibly important. So if I'm at a point where I'm ready to make a purchase, but the transaction does not feel secure and safe to me, I am likely to walk out. And then last but not least, in a a world that's uh, all about instant gratification, Delivery time and shipping speed can often make all the difference as to whether I finally make that purchase or I walk away and decide to go someplace else to buy the item. You mentioned data there at the top of your answer. Systems and processes must be powered by technology and fueled by intelligent data that can help companies make better decisions based on risk. Get it right and you'll eke out a competitive advantage now and in the future. Avriti. How can business leaders use payment data to help build resilience, remain agile, and gain a competitive advantage? So the amount of data that we have today in the world is unprecedented, which is very exciting. And then at the same time, the technological wherewithal that companies have to 
capture this amazing data, store it, process it, and then glean insights from it is also equally unprecedented. So data is, truly speaking, an incredible asset. And when used responsibly and efficiently and and with high velocity, it can really help unlock seamless and hyper-personalized experiences that are also safe and secure. So as an example from, you know, if you look at a a customer's shopping history, their preferences or their demographic profile, it can really help a brand create an experience that is personalized. So that could be in the form of curated offers or recommendations and targeted messaging that can nudge the user very, very seamlessly across the crowd commerce journey and help them complete a transaction. So that's more on the customer side of the house. But at the same time, companies can also tap into this troves and troves of data and apply artificial intelligence, machine learning models to better understand things such as potential bad actors or fraud vectors to proactively work towards creating a more safe and secure um, environment for the customers to interact and create that business resilience muscle. Because if you think about fraud and losses, that's really the other side of the coin when it comes to payments. Mark, your thoughts? Using data to fuel your business and business growth is fundamentally critical. We actually provide some of our data to the ONS on a monthly basis just to really inform what's happening in the economy at large. You can talk to you know, the age, you can talk to address, you can talk to the loyalty of that customer. Do they have a propensity to keep coming back to you or to your competitors? We can give it insight around the life stages and life events that a customer might be experiencing. Also as well, when you think about in-store journeys, we can use our data to understand, for example, how many contactless transactions we're seeing in certain industry verticals. We know at the macro level, 91% of all eligible transactions now go through contactless. But that's something as a business leader you need to consider around what's the journey that you want for that consumer to, to move around your store. And all of these decisions are invariably fueled by data. Anna, what's your take? Payments is the engine of digital economy. And therefore, they play a crucial role in helping to build business resilience for everyone within financial ecosystem, whether it's banks, payment service providers, or merchants who accept payments. In the UK, uh, Bank of England and the Prudential Regulation Authority has issued a new regulation back in 22, really focusing on up resilience requirements of firms who provide important business services for which they are required to set impact tolerances. And this particular policy objective is to improve the resilience to operational disruptions of both firms and the wider financial sector. So there is a lot of focus on driving that resilience across operations, but also across the technology stack. And therefore, the importance of modernizing your IT infrastructure is becoming ever so much more important. What does the next five years look like in payments? Mark? The payments ecosystem is a truly exciting area to operate in. I've been blessed. I've been in it for 20 plus years or so, but it's, you know, the pace of change is is incredible. What you've got is the sort of traditional players of the the banks and the card schemes, the Visa MasterCards, combining with fintech organisations, which continues to drive innovation, creates amazing experiences for consumers and merchant alike and I think you know it is a, a truly exciting time 
We're seeing the rise of account-to-account transactions. We're seeing more of a, an embedded finance um, ethos where effectively payments are bedded into software solutions as, a, as an ingredient to the overarching um, sort of tech stack. Rise of data and insights. Uh, also seeing a lot of much-needed regulation, which continues to drive good outcomes for customers. You know, something called consumer duty here in the UK, which is only good for merchants and end consumers. And certainly we welcome that regulation coming into force. And then we're seeing the rise in sort of personalization. So you as an individual having a much more personal concierge type service with the the retailers, the merchants that you operate with, and you kind of expect them to, to know you more, know more about you, and therefore give you offers that are relevant. And so we're sort of expecting to see that continue at pace with merchants thinking about the technologies and innovations that, that help them do that. Hello. So there are seven areas that we regard as having significant influence over today's payments landscape. Open banking, real-time payments rails, buy now, pay later, digital wallets, uh, embedded payments, digital currencies, and cross-border payments. Each one is an indication of how quickly the sector is evolving. In our EY Global Paytech Report, we're really exploring the evolution of these forces and looking ahead to what's driving these models going forward. And also, what this means for the new and incumbent players and also merchants who are accepting payments within the new digital ecosystem. So for the next five years and looking ahead, these are the trends that will continue to make a difference and will continue to impact the evolution of the industry. While the pace of adoption, the scale and impact of these individual forces may vary across markets, we believe that each one signifies a fundamental change. Personally, I'm very excited about real-time payments. Very exciting time for the industry for us in the UK as we embark on the NPA journey. I am very excited to solve the complexity of cross-border payments, which is so important to unlock the efficiency of liquidity and cash management. I'm very excited about the embedded payments. I think from my perspective, that's going to be the focus area for many merchants and many firms in the future as they embed payments into their operations. And digital currencies represent the emerging payment rails that we're going to develop together with central banks, with key players within payments ecosystem. And finally, Avriti. I'm personally truly excited about the innovation and rapid developments that we'll continue to see in payments in response to tech advancements, consumer expectations, business needs. And very importantly, let's also remember this continuously evolving global regulatory landscape the trend that we're increasingly seeing happen, but it's also what I'm personally, as even as a consumer, excited most about is this notion of embedding financial services in broader commerce experiences. And so I, you know, sometimes say this uh, half jokingly, but half serious that every company in a way is turning into a bit of a fintech. And this is because companies are realizing the value of embedding financial services and payments experiences in their broader e-commerce experiences. So some stats to share, you know, financial services embedded in e-commerce or software platforms accounted for about $2.6 trillion or nearly 5% of total U.S. financial transactions in 2021. 
And this number is expected to increase to about $7 trillion by 2026. That's significant growth in a very short period of time. And this demand will continue to grow given the promise of everything that we are seeing in terms of the tech advancements, the focus on seamless, contextually relevant, and accessible commerce experiences for consumers. And so regardless of where I'm located or the payment methods that I have available, when I am in the middle of a commerce transaction, companies have this opportunity to show up in a compelling manner across the end-to-end commerce journey. So from a seller standpoint, it could be anything from working capital management to insurance for buyers, it's buyer financing, loyalty, and whatnot. And so this trend is a fantastic opportunity on two fronts. For consumers, it, it gives them all that they need and the support and services that they need in the moment without having to engage with five different companies to avail of those services. On the side of the, the businesses, this creates an amazing opportunity to increase their addressable market, creating more stickiness with their customers and driving more loyalty and also unlocking uh, brand new revenue streams that can result in sustainable long-term growth. So firstly, that's the trend I am very excited about as to how we can make payments and financial services truly commingled with broader commerce experiences for consumers. And what would you like to see happen in the next five years? Anna? What I'd like to see in the payment space over the next five years is a continued focus on innovation, collaboration, and customer centricity. By working together to develop new and better payment solutions that meet the needs of consumers and businesses, we can create a more efficient, secure, and inclusive payments ecosystem. There is a tremendous potential to unlock the value of payments and unlock the economic benefit of payments to the digital economy as we bring more efficiency, as we bring instant settlement, and unlock liquidity for the overall economy. Uh, in terms of challenges, I think we need to remain focused on resilience, on modernization agenda. As we move into the new world, we need to have much more resilient, responsive, and scalable technology to support them. Mark? So the thing I'm most excited about is biometrics. I think we've already seen it with the likes of the digital wallets, where you sort of click the side of your phone and face recognition, but actually if you think about where that can be taken, you know, is there a world where you can walk in a store and your face or your fingers will ultimately authenticate you and you check out is highly secure because hopefully, you know, that your your facial fingerprints can't be defrauded, but it creates a really slick consumer journey that, you know, our merchants can benefit from. And look, we've seen that already here in, in the UK and further afield where you can now go into certain stores and you can pick items off of the, the shelf and effectively walk out. And I think that's definitely where retail is going and therefore payments needs to keep pace with it, which makes it truly exciting. Avriti. I'm mostly excited about this financial services embedded in commerce experiences trend because that has the power to unlock truly differentiated value for consumers. And going back to my point that I, I made earlier about keeping the customer needs front and center and at the heart of what we do, when the customer wins, everybody else wins. And recognizing the amount of change and transformation that has happened even Two years and three years ago, let alone five years, I do think the next five years will look very, very different than how we experienced the last five years. So this transformation is more and more permanent. 
And I think the only thing likely that will change is the speed at which we've seen these changes happen in the past will just get faster. And I, I sincerely hope results in, in experiences that are more wow and amazing and magical for customers. In 2019, Alex Rickard, CEO of Perno Rickard, was quoted in a report about climate change. I need to recognize where consumers want us in 10 years. I believe businesses that are only targeting profits will die. This could not be more true of the payments landscape. But 10 years is a long time with the speed of change in the sector. We've learned today that how people are paying for products and services in a digital world is constantly evolving in both developed and emerging markets. In 2021, 114 billion non-cash payments were made in the euro area alone, totaling 197 trillion euros, an increase of 12.5% and 18% from 2020. Payments lie at the crossroads of commerce and the digital economy. As the digital economy grows, so too is the appetite for frictionless, fast payments. Merchants must remain agile to keep up with consumer demand. The key is that seamless, trustworthy payment systems and integrated e-commerce journeys are make or break for both businesses and consumers alike. As a business, your online presence and engagement with your customer can be a competitive advantage. But get it wrong and you'll pay for it, one way or another. <laughs>